Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hey! This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and we break down whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about Alita Battle Angel, the new movie directed by Robert Rodriguez and co-written and produced by James Cameron. The IMDb plot summary reads, A deactivated female cyborg is revived, but cannot remember anything of her past life and goes on a quest to find out who she is. This is a big-budget sci-fi movie, as you'd expect, from a James Cameron production. Critics uh, have given it kind of a mediocre 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. Audiences were more generous with an A-, cinema score. It opened this weekend to about $28 million, which is not great for a movie uh, this expensive. Mm-hmm. But it could leg out and eventually break even. You know, the jury still, is still out. It still it has yet to open in a couple places. You know, never count James Cameron out. You know, before I guess we talk about the movie specifically, I want to talk about the 3D because this movie was hyped from the studio and from the filmmakers as a must-see in 3D. Like, you got to experience this specifically in Dolby 3D. Well, I guess I wonder if the critics saw it in 3D and maybe that's why they gave it a mediocre score. Well, Um, I mean... I want to... There's an actual critic blurb that I I do want to read later on from Forbes where it talks about the 3D and just gushes about the 3D. Yeah, see, I'm not a big fan of 3D. I mean, uh, wearing these glasses is just... I had to adjust my face just enough so the glare wasn't so bad because there was a bad glare yeah. on the glasses. I want to see this movie without the 3D. And I, I mean, in order for me to really take it in, I, mean, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> and we saw it in Dolby 3D. And these were some big-ass glasses, right? Yeah. I mean, these were heavy, almost like goggles. Yeah. I mean, they were like like those night vision goggles in Jurassic Park almost. <laughs> They were huge and heavy. Yeah. You know, in the past, you know, my past experience with 3D, they're kind of like light Wayfarer style, you know, still useless and terrible. But at least when it's lightweight, you don't feel it like weighing on your face. But so, you know, Dolby 3D, that was hyped as the way to see this. Like, and I, I mean, you know, with James Cameron, James Cameron was the only one to really successfully do 3D, in my opinion, with Avatar. Sure. And with him producing this movie, it's like, I let's was, give it a chance. I was like, okay, well, let's go 3D again. You know, that's fine. It was not the same <laughs> as Avatar. I mean, there were there were so I, I didn't. You know, you use those 3D moments to really like get it. You know, try to make the audience feel like you're there. I didn't really feel like that. No. Um, in this movie, I, I just I felt like it was in added added nothing. Yes. <laughs> Like, it added nothing to the film. And <sighs> like I said, I want to go back and see it in 2D because I was so distracted Yeah, it's, by the glasses yeah. and by, like, trying to figure out, you know, the right way and the the best. You have to, like, lock your head kind of forward. You do. Which isn't isn't fun. No. <laughs> like and I'm very fidgety anyways. Sure. And sure. It, it's just. Yeah. yeah. It's very distracting. <laughs> I should mention, like, at the theater where we saw it, it's playing on two screens. It's playing on Dolby and on IMAX, only in 3D. Yeah. So they are giving this the hard push. 
And in our case, you know, when we saw it, uh, you know, we saw it at like this early screening. They gave us little Funko Pop keychains. Which I have. I love. Going in, I think we were pretty hyped, right? Like I was feeling pretty good, pretty excited, even open-minded to the 3D element, hoping for the best. Yeah. And pretty much as as soon as it started, I'm I'm like, oh no. (laughs) Well, I mean, you left the theater completely like, well, headache. I mean. I was, I was. Defeated. I look like you, I wanted to kill you myself. You were like <laughs> you had such a bad headache. I spent the rest of the night with like an ice pack on my head, taking aspirin. N- not everyone is prone to headaches. Yeah, like I am. I am too, but Ooh. I did. I actually didn't have one this time. Yeah, no, okay, no headache. That's good. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the 3D added anything? No, and I think I think with them pushing. You know, there there was a low turnout in the movie theaters, right? A lot of people don't want to spend $24 a ticket to go see this movie in 3D. I mean, you know, let, let's be real. Like, people want to spend $14, $15. Bucks, and that's even a lot. Of course. And, and so and you're, you're pushing this 3D high-value ticket on a bunch of no-name actors. Like... <laughs> Well, I, I don't understand the business concept. Well, they're selling they're selling it on James Cameron's name. I mean, that's that's what you're buying into. I think that's that's the biggest name associated with the film. Robert Rodriguez is, is a good director too. I mean, he's he's, not, he's had his ups and downs. Yeah. I mean, he's not considered like a sci-fi visionary no. like James Cameron. And if anything, this feels more like a James Cameron movie. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't James Cameron direct it? He's he's tied up with Avatar. You know, eight eight through twenty. We see a lot of movies in Dolby. It's yeah. a great way. I love Dolby, Dolby sound. I mean, you and know. And the picture is great. Yeah. They dim the lights all the way down. The screen is huge. The seats are great. To me, like, it's, uh, I don't know how you can improve on that experience other than just making the screen bigger. That's not it. I think ma- making the screen bigger, but also, I know some theaters are putting some things in the chairs where you can, where do, it vibrates. Do you like that? Or like, do you want, like, a vibrating chair? In certain, mo- in certain, like, things are, like, speakers in the chair. Right. Well, Dolby has like, speakers all around. Sometimes yeah, the seat but, vibrates. but sometimes the, spe- like, speakers in the chair, maybe it seems like you're more submerged into the, the screen. Sure. Yeah, I think some do have that. There is a format called 40X, which produ- like rumbles the seat. Yeah. And I think like produces smells. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that it's may a, be going a little too, it's a bit, it's a too bit far. Much. But um, did these glasses add and like, did it enhance Dolby or did it? Make no. it, make, it made. Would you say it made it worse? It made it worse. Now it, I want to go back and not have the 3D experience and see if I like the movie, you know, as well. And and I think critics are so far out of touch with regular people. This is a quote from Mark Hughes writing for Forbes magazine, yeah. Forbes.com. Much of the complaints from audiences about 3D is that images might appear less than solid or the depth into the screen rather than merely the impression of elements coming out of the screen, is inconsistent. Those complaints melt away when the color and contrast ratio are as intense as they are in Dolby Vision, because the vast array of color options and contrast give everything a more solid, realistic feel. You get the full impression of looking into the screen with full depth, while the action sends sparks and weapons and flames leaping right out at your face. No other 3D experience remotely compares. Yeah, I never had that experience. 
You didn't get the, the sparks and what, flames? What, what are these critics smoking? Seriously, are they so far up the studio's butts? Like, are they getting paid to write these kinds of, you know, <laughs> under the table? I mean, come on. It's just a shame because Dolby is, is great. It's, it's good enough. Like, that's great as is. Yeah, yeah like, no 3D. Don't Just do, go Dolby. That's all you need. I mean, critics and everybody are, like, pushing the 3D experience because it costs more money to go and because less people are going to the movies anyways. So sure. They're, so they're trying to scam people into... Isn't the scam up? Shouldn't the scam be over? Why is 3D still a thing? Why are they still selling... To, like, why can I... I mean, why would a family see The Grinch or The Lego Movie 2 in 3D? Like, yeah. what is that... How does that enhance an already not great perspective. experience? Family of four. Already spending a lot. Well, twenty. Let's just say twenty-five dollars a ticket for that's the three day. That's a hundred dollars for yeah. for movie night. And then and you not see... even to mention the the concessions and the candies and the popcorns and you know whatever. Who in their right mind would gonna... take their family to go uh, spend a hundred bucks? Well, who's gonna want to go back no. after that? Right? Yeah. Like you see something like the Grinch. Like Dad leaves. He's got a headache. The kids are crying. Like nobody had fun. It's it's a no-win situation. I feel like it's close to fraud to keep selling tickets to 3D movies because there's no enhancement. Yeah. There's there's no premium. And it's probably more... I mean, it's more expensive to film in 3D, obviously. But, like, let, let's get the filmmakers on this bandwagon and stop filming in 3D, people. I think the bandwagon is pretty much over here in the States other than James Cameron. He's the only filmmaker who's still who, who's still pushing it. He has a lot invested, I think. Well, that, that would make sense. I mean, if he invested in 3D equipment and like, he's, he's a smart guy, yeah. though. Why? Why? And I'm sure he cares about the end product and how it looks. Obviously, he cares. Why can't he see like 3D with glasses? Yeah, it doesn't work. Well, I think you know they're becoming a way where 3D is going to be a thing in the past. And it's going to be more hologramic. Gramic is that a word? Holographic. Holographic. There you go. I I guess in my view, the only like three D exhibition that would work would involve multiple screens yeah. and multiple projectors, and where like you know each projector is projecting a part of an image. Yeah. That combines to a whole, and certain projectors are close, so that gives you like the illusion of depth. Yeah. Within the image, and the depth is actually real. It's not even like an illusion. So, like, and that wouldn't involve glasses. I mean, that would be a very complex undertaking. Yeah. I would prefer, like, panoramic movies. Like, have, the, like... Well, it'd be close to that, well, yeah. Well, have the screens, like, go 90 degrees, kind of, like, around you, like, in your peripheral vision. Do you remember when we saw The Maze Runner? Yeah. And they had, like, those extra screens on the side? Yeah. Just for, like, certain scenes. I mean, stuff like that... I can see the value in. Yeah. 3D, I, I can't see the value in. Yeah. We're on the same page. I just wish it would die for good. And I, I don't want people to be like suckered into like, you know, do I need to seek out 3D for this movie? Is this one worth it this time? It's never worth it. No, it's, it's never it's worth never it. It's never worth it. Like, if, yeah, follow your gut. It's never worth it. This time is no different. What I don't like, and, you know, we usually go to one movie theater in particular. Yeah. And they only played it in 3D. Like, yeah. we have to go to another movie theater that is opposite direction to see it in, in 2D. You know, kind of a ways out of our way. And I'm afraid of the format, like, becoming popular again. And then, like, I really have to make an effort to, to go out of my way. 
I mean, uh, you know, I well, guess there are worse problems to these, have. These numbers. Right. <laughs> well, did yeah. Did not have a big opening weekend. Right. Uh, well, because it's not a superhero movie, so how could it? Kind of is a superhero movie. I guess it was kind of based on a Japanese yeah. uh, comic book. So it is kind of a superhero movie, but it's it's an unknown. Yeah. Well, yeah, unknown. And, and it's so not an American superhero, so it, it's not. It's not part of Marvel. Well, it's not something that you know. Is pre-sold. Is pre-sold. It's not something that a lot of people here get exposed to with Japanese anime. So I guess I think this movie was mostly probably for overseas. Yeah, they'll make their numbers overseas. I hope I hope so because it it kind of leaves it with a cliffhanger. <laughs> now we'll just talk about the movie. We'll leave three D behind. <laughs> so uh, like aside from the three D distraction, what did you think of the movie I- itself? I thought it was good. There were some parts I loved, some parts I didn't like. Why did why does she have to have a love interest? Like immediately, like she goes goo goo gaga for this one dude, right? And it, it's just kind of like unnecessary. He could have been like the fun, quirky sidekick, like just not not the love interest, but not the love interest. Like it just, uh, and then that whole thing at the end, just I was laughing my my butt off. So it was <laughs> a just, serious moment. It was, a, it was supposed to be a serious moment, and it was just you. You were laughing. I, I looked at you, and you were you were laughing out loud. <laughs> I'm like, of course it is. Like, it of was... course this is gonna happen. <laughs> De- definitely meant predictable. to be definitely meant to be like an emotionally devastating moment but let's okay so let's you know let, let's talk about uh what you what you did like i like the fact that it was new to me i like the story as far as she's a cyborg that they found her um some doctor put her together that she was kind of a badass she is a badass the story is kind of like a mix I, a mix of like pinocchio with the born identity and a yeah. little a little ghost in the shell. Yes. And a little speed racer maybe, yes. some rollerball. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, very good visual effects as you would expect from a, you know, James Cameron yeah. production. It's cutting edge across the board. Yeah. Uh, visually, for sure. So you, you didn't like the love story. And I and I thought the doctor, I guess the the two doctors, the husband and wife, one good, one bad. Right. They're both, yeah, they're both played by Christoph Waltz and Jennifer Connelly. Yes. Yes. I didn't get the chemistry between those two. No. Well, and, they're working with green screens. Well, and, yeah, I mean, they are a husband and wife team that created the monsters for Rollerball at the beginning. Christoph's character decided that he didn't want to create monsters anymore, and he just wanted to be a doctor and heal people. Right. And the, um, what, Jennifer Connelly? Jennifer Connelly, yeah. Academy Award winner Jennifer yeah. Connelly. Great her, her character was not... She didn't do, she didn't have much to do no, in the film. Except be, like, just villainous. Right. But she... She, she, at the end, I mean, she, you know... There's a bit of a, a twist. Yeah. Right. We'll say She has a come-to-Jesus moment. Right. <laughs> So yeah, I guess, I mean, she has a, she has a few notes to play, I guess. But yeah, mostly it, it, she yeah, was just this is a, a paycheck for her. It was a paycheck. This yeah. was not probably a good paycheck. Oh yeah, let's be real. Yeah. So anything else that you liked other than the visual effects and the action? I thought the lead actor, lead actress, was pretty good. Um, what's her name? The lead actress is Rosa, Ro- Rosa Salazar. I liked her. 
but this yeah. is a big budget feature, and she's relatively unknown. James Cameron did the same thing in Avatar with Sam Worthington, and look how he turned out. <clears throat> yeah, but Sam <laughs> Worthington actually had his, like, the, I guess the character was more developed in Avatar versus this one. You think so? Well, yeah, there was no emotional. I didn't really get a lot of emotion. I didn't get a lot of depth Okay. in this character. Right. I thought Rose uh, Salazar did a very good job. Uh, I mean, she held my interest throughout the film. She was like the saving grace, I guess, for me. Kind of getting me through the 3D element. Yeah. I thought her performance was commanding. Yeah, a lot is asked of her, and I thought she, she stepped up. Yeah. Okay, and so now I guess we'll, we'll talk about some spoilers. Yeah. So pretty much all of the characters are being promised to go up. So the, the town, there's two towns. There's a town in the air... And then there's a town, Iron Town, I think, and where all the town up in the air, all of their garbage goes down to Iron Town. Most of this happens in Iron Town, where people are just wanting to get up to the town in the air. I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? The town in the air? Yeah. Is it Iron City? Well, Iron City's below. Iron City's below. Is it Cl- Cloud City? No. Do you not know? I don't. Yeah. But yeah, just a, a city, a city in the clouds. Yeah, so it's it's the last, it's one of the last like major cities um, because there was a big war. The flashbacks to the war, yeah, like the fall of Earth, were pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And that's the, something the, the James big, Cameron does pretty well. The big well. battle on Mars, that was cool too. Like a flashback to yeah, that. Yeah, 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 that stuff is pretty awesome. So you have that, and then you have everybody trying to you know make their way back up. And it's just the mayhem that ensues. Kristoff's character doesn't want to go, but Jennifer Connelly's character does. And she's building these monsters, um, cyborgs um, for rollerball, but they're really, they're minions on the street. I I think it's motorball. Is it motorball? Motorball. Is it motorball? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, rollerball is another movie. Alita turns out to be Kristoff and Jennifer's daughter's name that died. And he was rebuilding her body so because she was a paraplegic. And then uh, one of the monsters from the game came in wanting drugs and killed his daughter. And so he rebuilds this and the image of his long-dead daughter at this point. We learned that pretty early on. That's not even like a late reveal. Mm -mm. Uh No. And then, you know, Lita sees this boy in the streets... And falls head over heels in love. Played by Keen Thompson. Yeah. He he introduces her to Motorball how in the you, street. How, <laughs> they're playing some mo- some Motorball in the street. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't have any memory of her past life. She's got nothing. So she is surprised when she can do some moves that nobody's really seen before. Turns out Kristoff's character is actually a angel. A death angel. He, he's like a hidden assassin. He kills, he takes out... He takes out cyborgs that have bent the law, that have killed people, that have run amok. And well, yeah, one of those cyborgs is played by Jackie Earl Haley, who's like that big, yeah, that big, big guy. mammoth. Right. And there's a couple of fight scenes there. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't even think Kristoff knew that Alita could do all those things, because I guess the how she fights is the ancient art of the Mars people. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Is that what happens? Yeah. Okay. And that's how he realized who she was. 
And then somehow, some way, her and, and this dude, what's his character's name? Or what's the, the actor's the name? The actor's name is Keen Thompson. Keen Thompson. Then they go and they find the, the alien spaceship and she gets her body. And so how does the movie end? The movie ends, so um, Keenan Thompson. Keen. Keen. <laughs> I mean, his character was not that great. So how, I don't remember how did you him. Feel, how did you feel about his performance? <laughs> so he, I get, that was like a real low point yeah. for you. Okay. Yeah. Their, their romance did not no. work. I mean, you're laughing. I was. When he dies, <laughs> when, he's, when he's shredded into pieces in slow motion, you're he's laughing. He's a cyborg at this moment, and there's no blood or guts or anything. But yeah, he right. does. It reveals he's a cyborg in that moment, or does it reveal it before? Do you not remember, like... I, I had a 3D uh, migraine going on. I was, like, blacking in and out. <laughs> so, I mean, you got to cut me a little slack. I mean, like, my plot details are a little hazy. I remember, you know, images and moments. So, um, Keen Thompson it's and... K-E-E-A-N. <sighs> I mean, you know, do I really... <laughs> I'm just telling you how it's spelled. <laughs> okay. That's, I mean... Okay. It's not Keenan Thompson. That's a performer on SNL. I know who Keenan Thompson is. He was not in this movie. I get that. Okay, this is Keen. Keen. This, is, this is Keen. Okay, <laughs> so him and his friends have been jacking cyborg parts and have been kind of mutilating cyborgs um, as their side hustle and getting money, and that's how he's trying to make it up to the town in the sky. <laughs> And so he gets framed by another angel hunter. Right. Now there's a warrant out for his arrest. And Alita ends up saving him. And so does the doctor, the girl doctor, Jennifer Connelly. Right. Alita puts her heart in his head. <laughs> and, like, smuggles him out. Like, they, he, they behead him. And then smuggles his head out. Okay. And somehow keeps it alive with her heart. And you remember, remember when I, she I goes re and rewatch that scene. Yeah, <laughs> and you remember when she goes and is like, "Yes, this is his head. Like I've killed him. He's mine." Right. He was still alive, and they ended up making him a cyborg at that point. Okay. But it turns out he was the one that put her in this motorball race, and all of the racers ended up being assassins. Okay, and that—that's the climax. Yeah. Okay, and so eventually we reveal what's going on up in the sky, right? Not really. I mean, there's a big bad mamma jamma up there. Well, there's there's a, an actor cameo, right? Yeah. Which is Edward Norton. I love him. Sure. Yeah, he was good. But you only saw like a minute of he him. He was good. He didn't say anything. No. No, I, I'm a big fan of Edward Norton. So. I mean, okay. I, I am too. He's great. But it's revealed that he's... The the puppet master. He is. He's behind all the wars. He's behind the and, motorball tournaments. He's behind everything. And he's literally puppeting Mahershala Ali's character, right? Yeah. Well, he can get into the minds of anybody who is in his service. That's straight up from Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. They set him up for sequels. Yeah. Right. Like that. It's kind yeah. of. She's like pointing up to the sky. Well, we because she she is now the champion of motorball at this point, because that's the only way that she's going to get a ticket up to this sky town. Up, up to sky town. <laughs> <laughs> up to sky town. 
<laughs> the movie's a lot better than what how I'm describing it. Because it sounds a little woo. <laughs> Trying to go to Sky Town. Well, it's it's heavy sci-fi, right? Like yeah. It's, and that that is James Cameron. That's that's why I love James Cameron. A lot of his movies are unabashedly sci-fi and just driven by sci-fi concepts. And this is just loaded with those. You know, just the idea of well, like a puppeteer. I, yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm. So I get angry when the filmmaker and the studios assume that these movies are going to be a big hit and then do a big cliffhanger like they did and you don't leave satisfied. But then you also know is you don't know if you're ever going to, you know, know the end because if if they don't make an Alita 2. Which very well could not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, I'd like to know the ending of the story. Does she get them? What the what kind of Mayhan assumes she probably gets him. I mean, obviously, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I'd like to know what kind of yeah. you know stuff goes on up at the the top. And I agree, I agree. It's not it's not great to to end a movie like that. No, unless you're already in production of the second one. Exactly. Then sure, I guess. But make a good first one, and then then worry about the second one. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously you know something you can get from you know having a, a you know a good ending to a movie. I mean, the Avengers do that all the time. Like you you feel like there's a good ending. The guy got the the bad guy at the end. It satisfies the core um, the core. Story. But there is a you know cliffhanger. They yeah. could have done something like that. They kind of leave it. Well, at least with you know Marvel movies, you know there's another one coming. That's true. Right around the corner. That's true. I'll just say like the the biggest surprise and highlight for me was Rosa Salazar as Alita and just how how much of a badass she was. Yeah. A number of scenes where she like stands up to big terrifying dudes when no one else will and it's it's awesome to watch yeah and she really just kicks a whole lot of ass she all, does. All, all throughout it's great and that that's another thing that james cameron is pretty good at uh you know giving like awesome just ass kicking female roles and this is a really good one yeah uh, one one little nitpick i didn't love the design of the uh the the bad the big bad guys <laughs> Just kind of like these big robotic monstrosities. And just with a head. Yeah, and just like the human head sticking out. I didn't, yeah, I think it was the human head sticking out. I didn't love. Yeah. But overall, like just the universe that they create and build. It was cool. It was pretty seamless yeah. and, and pretty pretty impressive. It's, it's a cool place to go and hang out. It's similar to Avatar. Yeah. But Avatar, for me, felt like, you know, a, a good love story. I mean, there was a good... Avatar is more, yeah. way more well-rounded. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, you can't beat Avatar as far as the story goes. And You're saying Avatar is the best story in the world? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Avatar had a more successful love story yeah. well, than, than and, this. Yeah, more developed characters, I felt. Sure, I yeah. I felt the characters were more developed in, in Avatar. Of course, I mean, it only took James Cameron 10 years to make. Right. So they better be I mean, developed. Well, Avatar was 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago from now. I mean, it takes the guy a while to produce anything. Yeah. I, get, I mean, kudos to him. Like, when he when he does it, he goes all in. He goes in. all in, yeah. He goes all in. And it's usually worth, worth checking out. Now, my question to you is, did you feel like this movie was a good date night movie? I would say no. Mainly because it is so much of like it, like a hard geeky sci-fi concept, 
and just built around sci-fi content. It doesn't have like a really super accessible hook to yeah. it. So unless you know your date is a sci-fi geek and is into, they, they may like, not like it. If your gate, if your date knows, like you know what, what a cyborg is, <laughs> and you know is is comfortable with all of that, then yeah, I think this is a fine date movie. But otherwise, if you don't know the person that well, this isn't a great first date movie. No, I, I, mean, would, I wouldn't no, say. I wouldn't say this would be a first date. No date movie. No. It's one of the things I I like a lot about the movie is that it is just kind of it embraces that nerdy sci-fi pulpy aspect, all those qualities. Yeah, that's one of the things that I enjoy about it. Yeah, I will have to agree with you. I mean, Describe how it. would you rate the movie overall? The three D experience is an F. Yeah. So separate from that, I would I would give it a a, a B, B you know B yeah. plus somewhere. I, yeah, I do want to watch it again. I do too. Yeah. yeah it's a yeah. I enjoyed it uh, overall. I just, I would give it a, a B minus. I mean, and, and B minus only because of the 3D. Like it really ruined a lot of being able to immerse myself in the movie. Okay, and I guess I mean that's it, right? Yeah. We said everything. Yeah. That's Alita Battle Angel, directed by Robert Rodriguez. You can find more episodes on anchor.fm slash movie date night, as well as iTunes, where you can rate, review, and subscribe. Or on Twitter at DN Movie Podcast. You can also email us at date night movie podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Patrick. And I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. Bye.